Good to have you back. Everybody on the network. It's that time when you start thinking, I'm kind of hungry. You're out in lacrosse. Maybe you want to do some lunch, right? Lunch, maybe dinner. Take something home tonight. Maybe go out and pick something up. Catering. If you got some, if you're thinking of something, maybe for the uh, staff tomorrow or uh, in an upcoming event. Call our friends at Big Boar Barbecue right there in West Salem. West, whether it's the dry rub or the sauces that they have, all kinds of great sauces out there. Oh, they're sweet and spicy. It's fantastic. Their hot sauce is really good. Uh, but it's the dry rubs, the sauces. Um, they have uh, their mac and cheese is awesome. And it's very hard to find really good coleslaw. And they have really good coleslaw, too. So pulled pork, the ribs, I mean, sandwiches, there's so much good. And it's family-owned. Right there in West Salem, Wisconsin. That is our friends at Big Boar Barbecue. Don't forget, they have gift cards available. They have so many different things that they can uh, they can do for you, and uh, a lot of catered events as well. So keep them in mind. It's like I said, it's just good people. Family owned, has been for a long time. Three brothers have taken it over, and they're just looking to extend and expound upon the great reputation that Big Boar Barbecue already has. That's lunches, dinners, catering, everything out there in West Salem, Wisconsin. Call them six zero eight six one two. 0387 if you're looking to uh you know kind of pick up a catering gig or something like that or just go to bigboarbbq.com to see everything they have to offer that is bigboarbbq.com bigboarbbq.com okay i want to go back to the question from mike uh down in rockford because he he uh he, he did give us a buzz and had a question about the new defensive coordinator and on one thought is New defensive coordinator coming in. You're going to have growing pains. takes a while to digest. Completely agree with that. Usually that's preseason. OTA's minicamps become vital. And once you get through the preseason, the first couple of games of the season, you start to figure things out. Things begin to click. Um, but where I'm excited is now I, I, don't, I don't know how Halfley's going to be as a sole defensive coordinator. I don't know how he's going to be with all the different personalities you may have. I I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But what I do know is the one thing that I have heard from players in the past is when you, if if you are a team that has expectations, whether it's offensive or defensive, it doesn't matter, that you think you have good players, you're like, "Ah, we're, we're, we're better than this. And maybe the players have expressed, much like this team has, they want to kind of be let go. They want to. They want to. They want to play. Let us play. Let us do our thing, which is what we've heard, right? And a new guy comes in that says, "Hey, look, I hear you. We're going to let you play. I want to be aggressive. I want you guys to get in their face and whatever." Now it's just a matter of executing the style of defense and the X's and O's of the defense. Guys become more engaged, a little more focused. So, and you have a different set of set of eyes on you. You know, you're kind of sitting there going, "Okay." The old guy, he liked me and this guy and this guy and this guy. This new guy, he may not like me. I could end up finding myself out of a job. I mean, it, it, it behooves everybody to get on the same page and to play well because high tide raises all ships, right? So if this defense suddenly goes from 15th, 16th, 17th, and it rises to 5th or 4th or 6th, suddenly everybody's getting looked at, especially those that are going to be up for contracts and extensions, makes you money. I mean, that's ultimately what guys are looking to do. They, they want to win championships, but you're, you're also looking to get that next contract. So it, it behooves everybody to kind of sit up a little bit, to pay attention a little bit. There's a new energy in town. There's a new sheriff in, the, in town. So that's, that's the good side of things. So, yeah, I agree with everything he said about 
you know, changing philosophy and it taking a little while to sink in, but it also puts a little different pep in your step because you've got a new guy and a new set of eyes, some new position coaches, people that are looking at you differently than it has been in the past. And if it was stale, if it was old, if it was you felt like it wasn't working, you felt like ah, maybe I've gone as far as I can go, now you've got somebody that you're looking to, especially guys that want to be coached, now you're looking at a new coach, a new set of eyes going, okay, give me something new. Give me something else I can do to make myself better because it's going to do two things. Again, take that team, strive for a championship, and two, it's going to make me money. So that's, that's two things that I think are always positive when you bring in a fresh set of, set of eyes and a new coordinator. Now, it's got to be the right guy. Don't get me wrong. So if you bring in a guy that's kind of an idiot, works really hard at working hard, but doesn't really do much, well, <laughs> or is lazy, you know, or is just not good at kind of reading what the, the offense is throwing at him, well, then that changes the dynamic completely. But for the time being, to start out, you're going to have a different pep in your step. So there you go. Uh, anything to expound upon there, Grant? No, nothing too much. And he did okay. a pretty good job. I'm reading right I, now about Packers secondary members and half. I'm trying to make sense of a lot of this stuff for this upcoming yeah. season too. So I've been a little distracted. Okay, uh, I heard I heard the click and I thought, is is he chiming in? Am I talking over him? I didn't want to do that. So no, and I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Um, Rick says uh, Joe called the game not to lose, uh, but not necessarily to win. That's according to Rick. Uh, Mike says uh, Bill Green Bay just got rid of a guy like that. Um, you mean the, the, the former, what I was talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, also Dwight wants to know if, if there's an Aaron Jones type of running back in the uh, 2024 draft. I have, I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't delved that deep into it. Um, you know, I don't think that there was an Aaron Jones type of running back in the draft when Aaron Jones was drafted, to be honest with you. I think he was considered an undersized risk that turned out to be proven. So um, I'll have to take a look. I haven't gotten that deep into the draft yet. Uh, a lot of talk about quarterbacks and such and the possibility of trading out of particular spots in the first round, but really nothing much deeper than that. And I'm going to start looking to our, our lads guys to start giving me some information. But really, we're only a couple of weeks away. I think we got the combine. Is the combine next week or the week after that? But I, I, the combine's here. Um, I think the combine is the end of February. So we'll start to get more of a run on some of these guys and get a better look at some of these guys in the coming weeks. And I promise you, we're going to, we'll, we'll get deep into the draft. Like we have in the past. We just, I, I, until the NFL season is over, I don't necessarily start compiling the statistics and all the rankings and all of the information uh, until I start looking at the online draft guides and then our lad shows up and then we've got all of that to look at. So, but we'll, we'll get to it. I promise you, promise you. Um, Rick says, have any Road America plans in the works this year? We do. Uh, I, I, as a matter of fact, it ju we just started. It's funny you mention that because the sales team, the marketing side for us, just started talking to Road America. But it's funny uh, you mentioned that because this morning I got a text from the marketing side of Road America that we're going to meet next week. So, yes, to answer your question, yes. I don't know what we're going to do this year. Um, I don't think we're going to do another, cause I don't really need one this year. I don't need an RV this year. So I don't know if we're going to do one this year. We're just going to advertise for them or what, but, uh, the following year we will, but this year I know we're going to do stuff with road America and in, in the sense of 
We'll get back up there for some broadcasts, and we'll be up there for some of the, uh, you know, for IndyCar and such for sure. And I would love to get up there for IMSA. That's the one everybody keeps telling me you got to go to. Got to go to IMSA. IMSA's big money. IMSA's fun. IMSA's like the the rawness of racing. So I'm going to try to get up there for that. And then don't forget, uh, the IndyCar race is coming to the Milwaukee Mile as well, and that's going to be Labor Day weekend. And on that Sunday is our motorcycle ride. So we're going to try to combine all of that stuff uh, this year and do some stuff. Speaking of motorcycles, next week I'm excited. I'm really excited. We are going to be giving away a VIP experience into Milwaukee for the Flat Out Friday and Mama Tried uh, motorcycle events coming up at the end of the month uh, in a couple of weeks. I can't wait for that. Can't wait. Uh, it's because we are going to take you in the middle of the infield in the Pfizer Forum to watch the Flat Out Friday races. It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lot of fun. And if you've if you've ever gone, you already know it's fun. But if you've never stood inside the middle of that infield, if you want to call it that, uh, we're gonna give a VIP experience away for you to walk with Kristen and I and just go behind the scenes, see all the bikes, all the racers, and then go to the middle of the infield as they come flying past you, and uh, to get a sense as to what it's like to stand there as these bikes race around the inside of the Fiserv Forum. So we're going to give you that, and then we're going to give you free passes to go see the Mama Tried Bike Expo at the Rave Eagles Hall uh, in in Milwaukee as well, on Wisconsin Avenue. We're going to give you that. So we got that coming up as well. So I, I, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have Jeremy in studio uh, here next week, next Monday, I think, as a matter of fact. He'll explain it, and then we're, we're, going, to start, uh, we're going to start an online campaign and we'll tell you how to do all of that stuff. It'll pop up on Instagram, TikTok, and on Facebook. And uh, we'll have you, you know, hit us up over there. And then one of those uh, responders uh, will be the winner of a VIP package experience. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Uh, 877-867-1670. Rick says, uh, no Sturgis this year. No, no Sturgis. We are going to be heading to uh, Rhode Island and to Newport. Yes, I'm going to drink with my pinky out. But we're heading there this year. Uh, you can only do so many trips, and I, I just can't squeeze everything in. So we're going to be doing some stuff in June. We've got uh, our regular just a vacation to get away in July. And then State Fair, you've got the end of the month with a lot of different things going on. And then that's the time we're actually going back to Rhode Island. And we're going to spend some time with Kristen. Kristen, for the last four or five years, uh, has ran all over the country with me. So I promised her, I said, look, We'll we'll spend some time in Rhode Island for like a week and hang at the beach and do nothing uh, for a week with her family. So that's what we're going to do instead. And then the year following, as a matter of fact, it's odd that you bring that up, Rick, because I just Jesse James Dupree from Full Throttle Saloon and such and Jackal just texted me. And we're going to do some stuff with them next year in regards to the 85th anniversary of Sturgis. So it's. <laughs> The irony of what everybody's uh, texting today and putting up on the live stream. So good stuff. 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll break away. Kurt Hogue is going to be joining us. We'll talk some more baseball with him. And we'll get his uh, thoughts and pick his brain and uh, find out what he's thinking regarding this baseball team. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Skipper Buds. Uh, Todd is the GM at the one in Pewaukee. And they have, I just drove past her. They have new boats coming in. Service is obviously a uh, uh, benefit for them and, and storage everywhere. But if you're looking for a new boat from last year to get a deal on it, they have them because they got to make room for the 2024s. So whether you saw something at the boat show and you want, still want the great deal, or if you're looking for a, a great deal on a 2023 that's still in stock, 
they have that, or maybe a trade-in uh, if you want to do that as well. They've, they take trade-ins, and they have trade-ins. They have used boats, uh, whether it's pontoon or fishing or yachts and all that kind of good stuff. They've got them. So check out our friends at Skipper Buds. Skipper Buds, call them, 262-544-1200. That's 262-544-1200. And get a hold of Todd. Ask for Todd. Say, Todd, Todd's a GM. He's the guy that can make the deal for you. Say, I heard it on the Bill Michaels Show. Point me in the right direction. He will help you out. He's just a really, really good guy. But call him, 262-544-1200, and ask for Todd. And tell him you heard it here, and he'll give you a wink, a little bit of something-something for uh, listening to The Bill Michael Show. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, talk more Brewers Base. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If you have, say, a water heater, uh, in-floor heating that maybe you want, um, I can go on and on. If you have something to do with plumbing, maybe a reconstruction, a renovation, new construction, whatever it happens to be, get a hold of our friends at every, every plumbing and heating, every plumbing and heating out in La Crosse, uh, serving La Crosse, Trempolo, Vernon counties and such, and uh, they, they do some great work, do some really, really good work, and uh, if you... Uh, have not used them yet, uh, maybe you're even looking for a job. They can help you out there as well, uh, big time, uh, because they can help you out and uh, and be able to, you know, kind of, you know, maybe put you in a job if you want a, you know, new career, maybe ch- switch careers, give them a call. You can do that as well. But if you're looking for renovation, kitchen and bath, new construction, whatever it happens to be, La Crosse, Trempolo, Monroe, Vernon, Jackson Counties, they are third generation. Craig is looking for good people, and they do just great work. 608-783-2803. Every plumbing and heating, 608-783-2803. Give them a buzz. Give them a buzz big time. Uh, let's bring him in now. Our uh, guy, Kurt Hogg, is uh, joining us. Uh, the Brewers beat reporter for the Journal Sentinel, uh, the UW-Madison grad. He's uh, right here in our own backyard. Kurt, how you doing? You know, I'm I'm dandy. Um I did wake up to snow this morning, and I'm not in Arizona yet. So I I did think as soon as I woke up and saw the snow, let me text let me text some of the guys down in Arizona just this picture. So yeah, I don't even know how warm it is down there, but but there's no snow. They can appreciate it. Yeah, right. There's no snow. You can you can live with that. Think all the sun. Yeah. You're right. Exactly. Um, so we were sitting here waxing a little bit about uh, the possibility of. And there's a lot of rumors floating around out there that teams may be looking to the Brewers because of their plethora and depth of talent that they have specifically in the outfield. So do you think there's another deal to be made? And if so, what would the Brewers be looking for in return for one of these guys? Yeah, normally like this late in the offseason, actually we're not even in the offseason anymore. Now that spring training is going on, normally you'd be inclined to not think there's going to be a, a trade, a notable trade of sorts. Like uh, oftentimes when teams report to camp, that's kind of the team that they're going to shuttle forward to spring training. Um, so that, that's kind of what my inclination is. But with the way this offseason's been, you know, with some of the big name free agents still out there and the offseason is still very much active and going on, teams are still trying to add. I'm not ruling it entirely out of the picture. Um, not also, it's you know, shouldn't be a super huge surprise that the Brewers are shopping or at least having conversations about uh, some of their young guys, some of their outfielders, considering the depth that they have. Honestly, maybe a little bit surprising, if anything, that they've gone this far 
into the winter and now into the spring without trading any of them. I probably would have guessed that one of them would have gotten traded this winter. So do you think that the Brewers are, like, going to stand pat? Do you think that there is nothing that's going to happen? I mean, I, I would assume that anything they can do to bolster the rotation to make it better, because you obviously have lost Corbin Burns, you don't have Brandon Woodruff, anything they can do to make it better would be great. But Or, or do you think that they've got some young arms, that they're just kind of like, hey, we've got a young, controllable team that's got a lot of excitement, they've got power, they can play station to station, we've got a pretty good back end of the bullpen, we, we just have to see if some of these arms are going to come through. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's going to be any more additions to the rotation. I think the rotation is is set. It's it's certainly a big question mark for this team, but it's at least deep, and you have a lot of different options. But on the other hand, I don't think they're done completing this team, adding to this team. Obviously, the Gary Sanchez thing hasn't come official yet, but I think I just you, you think there's going to be something that they do, whether it's at third base, you know, maybe a reliever, and heck, maybe it's trading from some of their outfield depth for like a, another infielder. Um, there's a lot of possibilities still in play and teams are maneuvering around the rosters later into, into the spring than they usually are. So, uh, and the Brewers too also like are known for making a lot of, you know, they usually add someone in spring. Um, last mm-hmm. year I think it was Luke Voigt didn't work, didn't work out, but, uh, uh, this is a trend for them. They add guys late into the winter kind of once, uh, I don't know if it's because everyone starts panicking. These guys, these players that are available start panicking. Uh, I need a home. I need a home. And the Brewers are there to sweep them up. But uh, I would expect something in the next couple of weeks. Who is the third baseman right now for this team? Uh, opening day, I'm going to say it's Andrew Monasterio. But I think Tyler Black is is the guy who – is going to give them the best chance of winning the division. Like if they're going to win the division, it's going to be because Tyler Black comes up and he plays a good third base. Um, I'm also I've also been getting a little more you know, looking a little more into Luis or Luis Ortiz, Joey Ortiz, yeah, uh, third base, and I think that's an interesting option for sure as well. Um, but between between second base where Bryce Terang obviously is, but didn't hit last year, and then third base where there's like four different, four or five different guys, and it's just kind of who wins the job. That that's that's a significant question mark. Are they going to get any offense from those spots? And I think if they are going to get offense, it's going to be because Tyler Black hits. I, uh, I I went to FanGraphs, and you know how they do the projections of what each guy will end up with on the season and such. And last year we saw Christian Yelich get hot. He finally started to look like Christian Yelich. I follow him on Instagram. I'm looking how he's bulked up. He's adding muscle. So maybe he's going to have longer sustainability and a few more HRs in there. But they still predict him only to bat 254 via average and an on-base percentage of 356. Do you think he, he is better than that? He breaks that? Or that's pretty pretty on target for him this year? I think he breaks that. Last, last offseason, I, kind of, uh, I was kind of planting a flag back in Yelich when, you know, it was it – was, <laughs> definitely not maybe not the wisest thing to do given his last two seasons but i think i went you know on our on our podcast that we have at the journal sentinel and said he's going to be an all-star well he probably should have been um and now i think people are like finally maybe a bit more accepting of the fact that like this version of christian yelich is not the mvp version but he can still be a really good player and it's maybe not what we expected when he signed the contract but it's still worthy of you know, being the highest paid player on the team. 
So, yeah, I think if you get a full season of health on him, which was huge last year, and you're able to manage that with some DH days, um, I don't know if the homers come around, but if we're looking at, like, yeah, those numbers for the average in OBP, I'll definitely take the over on that. Yeah, they project him at 19 dingers, and last year I said 18, I think, uh, was the over-under, and I took the under, and he surprised us. He got over that, uh, but not by much, obviously, but I, I just I know we keep waiting for him to return to form to what he was going back to 2020 just before COVID hit and everything. But I, are we? Do you think we have the capability to see that again? I, I'm not sure we're ever going to see anything resembling that 2019 Christian Yelich. Uh, but I do think that the 2023 Christian Yelich is a, a sustainable form of him, especially he's playing like that was the best defense we've seen from him probably since right. he came over to the Brewers. It wasn't elite or anything, you know, but it was. It was solid. It was playable. It was it was pretty good. So I think if you mix that all into the equation and you say, okay, this guy's going to be one of the top two players on the team. He's going to be, you know, you package the whole offensive profile together. He's going to be 25% better than, you know, your league average hitter. It might not be the middle of the order 30 home run guy that this offense has needed, but he was still one of the probably five or six best outfielders in the National League last year. Actually, there's no probably about it. He definitely was. Um, and if he can do that again, not only do the not only do the Brewers need that, um, but it, it would it would solidify so much on the rest of the roster because there's so much variance between what all these young guys are going to do. Talking with Kurt Hogue of the uh, Journal Sentinel, talking to Brewers baseball. So, Kurt, uh, let's go to the rotation now because that's really where it begins and ends for the most part. you got Freddie Peralta, who automatically becomes your one, number one for the most part. Wade Miley has been reliable, uh, for lack of a better term. After that, how good are they? How deep are they? They're deep. I'm just not sure how good. Um, they have a lot of guys, and the good thing about depth is, you know, you throw a bunch of them at the wall and a couple of them mm-hmm. stick. Um, Jacob Junis is a super interesting signing for me. I, I've always kind of really liked him because of that. He's got just this nasty elite slider and he throws it a ton. There's questions with him, though, like how, what are his secondaries? How deep can he go into games? How can you get by as a starter with just like one really good pitch? And that's kind of up and down the entire depth chart on the starting pitching. Even if you look at Wade Miley, it's like, how healthy can he be? He's never, he doesn't throw more than what 20 something starts a year anymore. So it's just these large question marks around each and every one. Aaron Ashby, who is someone that I think has maybe the best stuff of anyone in this rotation, didn't pitch last year. You know, he's had minimal big, big league success. D.L. Hall, can he throw strikes? Uh, Joe Ross, is he a big league starter? Even? Like, you know, it's it's all these questions about all these guys. Um, luckily, there's a lot of talent there. Uh, there's a lot of youth. And you don't necessarily need to have if the offense is a little bit better, then you don't necessarily need to have the elite, elite staff that we've seen the last couple of years. Because this is something that I think I've even fallen victim to thinking, too. It's like, oh, how can they win without, you know, really good starting pitching? Well, in right. baseball, you got to remember, you can score a run, too. And that's something that we forgot the last three or four years with the Brewers. And theoretically, the offense will be better. So maybe it'll balance out. Out of the guys in the minor, you talked about Ashby, you talked about Junk. Uh, give me give me your thoughts on Gasser. He's one of the higher-rated guys going by MLB and some of the ranking processes. Is he a guy that they're looking to say, hey, you're going to get your opportunity this year? Yeah, he's for sure going to get his opportunity this year. Um, I, it's, I see it, it's going to be tough if I'm looking at it realistically this spring to see how he gets a spot with 
all the arms. Now maybe he just really impresses and earns it, and maybe some other guys get hurt too. But over the course of the year, guys like Gasser, um, Ashby are going to be needed for this rotation. Uh, Gasser spent so much time at AAA now, almost what, like a season and a half almost. So mm-hmm. he's, he's definitely ready. Like there's nothing more for him to do at AAA. It's a matter of opportunity. Um, and the Brewers aren't just giving him the number five starter spot though, which kind of thought they might do going into the off season, but the, the smarter move there is probably to just continue to add as many guys, like we said, um, and see which ones work. And Gasser might be that guy. He kind of got a lot of his control. He's, he's been a good control pitcher throughout his career, uh, went away from him a little bit after the trade, but then he really got it back last year. And, and he, he has the stuff that can play at the big league level too. Mizorowski's a double-A guy, right? Yeah, he he finished with a little bit of double-A last year, but some arm issues. Uh, mm. I, he, now, this is a guy that's going to start a bit away from the big leagues. Like he's not competing for a job, but he's a guy that could be fast-tracked to the major leagues. Uh, I mean, there were there were talks of having him in the bullpen at the end of last year if he could, you know, he proved himself at double-A and obviously didn't have the, the arm fatigue that he did. So, yeah, that's the most intriguing arm in the system for sure, but they're going to need to see him at double-A, at triple-A. They're going to need to see him throw some strikes. Uh, if he throws some strikes, then the fast track will be on to the big leagues. Great stuff as always, Kurt. When are you heading out? Uh, are you going out this weekend or are you heading out next week? I'm going out in two weeks, I think. Two yeah, weeks, okay. March, March 5th or something like that, yeah. Okay. So it's, uh, it's still a bit out, but we're looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll probably see you out there, okay? Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. There you go. That's our buddy Kurt Hogue joining us for a couple of minutes uh, on the hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there, Master Z's. And I'm looking out the window right now. The snow that fell earlier is pretty much, uh, other than a little bit on the yard, it's it's pretty much gone. It's uh, melting rapidly. Sun is out, wind is blowing, and uh, the uh, Tiki Hut is just about free of snow. And I am starting to, now that I see the the sun out, I'm starting to dream a little bit more of summer and the outside life all over again. Uh, maybe you still have some inside life left. That's fine. Indoor bar stools, bars, pool tables, game tables, all that kind of stuff. Or you get in early. And you say, hey, I'm going to go start looking for the Adirondack chairs, the new patio furniture, the couches, even some of the heaters and such, so you can start enjoying the patio life a little bit earlier. A lot of great stuff over there at our friends uh, from Master Z's on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Master Z's, call them 262-746-5931 for all of the in-store specials. 262-746-5931. They're on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. People come from all over because the quality of their stuff is fantastic, and it lasts a long time. You're not buying cheap stuff and then buying it over and over and over again every year. You're buying good stuff that's going to be around a long time. So check out our friends at Master Z's on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Got some uh, traveling come up this uh, weekend. Got a charity event tomorrow night. Uh, doing some stuff down at Discovery World for uh, our friends at Special Spaces. 
And then heading to Chicago on a Saturday, coming back on Sunday. But tonight, oh, tonight, tonight it's a Roberts Specialty Meats kind of night because uh, one is the uh, the snow has melted off of the patio, so I'm going to head out to the grill tonight. But I have just been, ever since we went to Vegas and left, I have been in the mood for an Al Capone roast, a small personal roast. So tonight, uh, Kristen loves the uh, the hot uh, Italian sausages, so I'm going to get some of those, but uh, an Al Capone roast, that's in my future tonight, so looking forward to that. Sitting down and uh, watching whatever happens to be on the tube and then uh, then calling it a weekend, but that's that's it tonight. After I get off the air today, i got to go there. i got to go pick up a couple of things for the show, and then I'm heading back home and doing nothing. been trying to relax a lot this week. Do you find yourself doing that, Grant, this week where you just – you know, you're doing laundry, you're kind of crashing out, you're not really going out and doing a whole lot. This week's been kind of the rest and recovery week. A little bit, save for last night because it was Valentine's Day. So I, I yeah. made some preparations, did a little cooking. and you Did know. you? Oh, did yeah. Rachel come over? Yeah, she did. Oh, that's nice. It was nice. So last night was last night was nice. But it was nice because Bucks badgers were on the other night, so I could just be lazy and kind of turn the right. brain off and watch those two games. Right. For the most part, this week, yes, has been catching up on yep. sleep. That's uh, Kristen is not having a good day today either. I didn't see her yesterday. She had she was with her kids, and then she had a bunch of running around to do. So I just I just crashed out of the house. So she's going to be back over today. But uh, she she was texting me a little bit earlier, not having a good day. So I'm like, okay, I I'm going to have to go get good food and just say, hey, I got you this, and then I'll I'll put the salad, the hot Italian sausages, and whatever dessert she wants, like right there in front of her, and I'm going to get the hell out of the room. So. <laughs> that'll be that'll be uh, that'll be my night tonight. I'll head down to the bar, maybe grab something to drink down there. But tonight, Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com, uh, right there on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. And whether it's the ribs on a stick, the garlic parm chicken skewers, some of the stuff that they have out of the deli, some of the cheeses and such that they have from right here in Wisconsin, or the great stuff that they make up themselves right there inside uh, Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha. Just check it out, Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That's Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. And by the way, they cater. So if you're looking for something good for a catering um, addition, they can do that as well. Uh, Cheddarball says, you heard the rumors about the Brewers and trade talks for South Freelick. Uh, we talked about that a little bit earlier today. Yes. Yes. For those that are tuning in late, there's some rumors. Uh, nothing solidified. You know, there's some, you know, things floating around out there. The Brewers are always looking. Uh, and Kurt Hogue said the same thing that, you know, Chuck Freeman did. This is the time of year where the Brewers make that, that small deal, a quiet deal, where maybe there's a couple of free agents that are kind of starting to get a little desperate that they're not going to find a home this season, and the Brewers swoop in, give them a one- or two-year deal, and off they go. So that's, the, you know, I don't think the Brewers are done, but I don't think big deals are in the making for them. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I don't think they're 100% done, but they're always looking for an arm. Uh, third base is going to be interesting, but for the most part, I, I, think, uh, I think they're pretty solidified. I really do. Uh, and then Maxie says, uh, how much better has Joey Weimer looked? Well, first of all, I haven't seen him since last year. And I don't know, but I know he went away to try to figure out a swing because what he did in the majors versus what he did in the minors. The minor league, you can do that. You don't have guys cranking it at 95 continuously at you. But all the motion, all the, motion, all the movement, everything that he did in his stance and his, his warble at the plate, it, 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 he couldn't catch up. By the time you got done wagging the bat and moving your body and everything and the pitch was on its way, you couldn't slow down long enough to stop and then really bring the bat through the strike zone in a quick enough fashion to be able to get yourself on one of those breaking pitches, and he looked terrible. He looked terrible doing it. 
So hopefully he went away and got rid of a lot of that this offseason. And uh, he's back at it because defensively he is fantastic. Uh, you cannot knock defensively his game. He uh, covered a ton, a ton in center field. And he defensively is as good as good gets. But offensively, <laughs> terrible. So hopefully he <laughs> he got that swing worked out. Uh, so there you go. Uh, AJ says, what about Trevor Bauer? Um, I don't think he's signed with anybody yet, has he? Is he still in the, the, the Japan League? It's a free agent. Yeah, I thought, he, I, I thought he didn't sign with anybody. Trevor Bauer is interesting. He, there's no doubt that he was a talent. I, I, you know, over in Japan, it wasn't like he set the world on fire. But when you say Trevor Bauer, you're thinking of the pitcher from four years ago and not the pitcher that went through everything in the offseason and the season before and it was suspended by baseball and then had to go to the Japan League and didn't necessarily throw great there and now looking for a job back in the majors. The one thing about Trevor Bauer is that he has been somewhat vindicated from the butt pummeling that he gave to the female acquaintance. And I say that laughingly, but after it came out and he went on the podcast and now it's made national news, you can look it up, where that girl targeted him basically, with her friends in text messages and voicemails and such and said they were talking about his bank account and what she can get out of him. He was targeted, and he went through a lot of humiliation process because of it. Now, granted, he's a weird dude, but I don't know. If somebody loses an arm or a rotational guy, maybe they, they venture off into the Trevor Bauer area. He, he He's he's admittedly a weird dude, and he's admittedly a – how do I put this gently? He's got different tastes, we'll say. He's kind of a no-Fs-given guy. And that doesn't always play in clubhouses when you're trying to bring cohesiveness together. When you've got one guy who's basically completely out for himself and then everybody else is trying to pull the rope in the same direction for wins. And camaraderie. Because there's enough to be said for the camaraderie inside that clubhouse with Milwaukee versus just the wins on the field. And you saw it this year with the Packers, we'll say. So I I don't I don't know that Trevor Bauer would be a good fit. I think I, I if you if you're desperate for an arm and he's out there, sure. Maybe you take a shot at him. But right now I I wouldn't I wouldn't dive into that pool. Not unless he's you know it would be hard for me to take Trevor Bauer because one last year in, in over in Japan didn't pitch well. It wasn't that he was bad. He just wasn't Trevor Bauer from what he was a couple of years ago when he first started out with the Dodgers coming out of the Reds organization. Secondly, he comes with baggage. Regardless of what has happened, you, you know, it's very difficult to change your reputation once that's already out there, as many people in, in celebrity have found out. Thirdly, he is a selfish guy or at least apparently is. Uh, they, a lot of negativity coming out of that clubhouse when he left Cincinnati, as if to say, hey, L.A., he's your problem now, man. So I think those three things are working against him. Now, if his agent calls and said, hey, look, we'll sign a minimum deal just to get him back because he wants to prove himself. He's you know, going to be the choir boy you want. He's going to be the teammate you want. He's going to be the pitcher you want. Then, yeah, I'd take a shot at him. But beyond that, I don't know if I would, if I would welcome that into the clubhouse. 
Does that, does that make sense? Um, also, I know Chuck asked if there were rule changes this year. Didn't they sh- did they extend or shorten the pitch clock with runners on base? I can't remember. Do you know that off the top of your head, Grant? There was a change to the pitch clock, but I don't remember what it was. Um, didn't they? Do you know? Didn't they shorten it slightly? I thought they made it even more. Maybe drastic. they. Maybe they shortened it. Let me look it up. Um, with runners on base, I think they took it from twenty down to fifteen. They kept it at fifteen. I think reduced by two seconds with runners on base. With yep. runner two seconds. Okay, with runners on base, two seconds. Twenty to eighteen. Twenty to eighteen. I, I I knew that I I knew they were doing something with runners on base. I just couldn't remember what. The other thing that I would love to see them change is the throw over to first base, where you only get two shots at it and then you got to move on. I that I would hate. I would hate that. I, I I want them to get rid of that because it basically eliminates your ability to hold a runner close. So the runner on first knows you 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 got one throw in you. And you're going to keep that other one in your back pocket because you know once you go to first base again, you can't go over unless you actually peg the guy. I mean, nail him. And if he's not out, then he automatically gets the next base. So that rule I hate. I hate it. I want to see them get rid of that rule. That would be great. But beyond that, I'm good with everything they did. Last year they did speed up games. Games were shorter. Games were more exciting. Uh, It took a while for pitchers to get used to it. I think it upped the offensive side of things. So, I was uh, I would go, I was good with what baseball did last year. I, I was I was happy with it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Stay right where you're at. We got more of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill. They had uh, they had a Valentine special yesterday going on. They've got meat raffles and such going on out there. You can win tickets to go see the streaking hot right now. Hopefully, they come home hot. Uh, Milwaukee Admirals. They have Bucks tickets. So they will have Brewers tickets coming up. They have all kinds of things they give away out there. Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill on Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview Boulevard. And I uh, can't wait for uh, the summer to get here so they can open up that outdoor patio, that balcony up top, and then you can sit and watch all the boats come in and out down by Smokey's Bait Shop and such. So it's a really cool place. Good sports bar. Good, good place. And Ryan and his staff are just really, really good people too. Uh, fun people. The kind of good bartenders that are the way bartenders are supposed to be, you know? Very pleasant staff. That's Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill on Pewaukee Lake. And, uh, and we love it out there. So stop in and tell Ryan hi. Uh, Alex said, if you want Bauer, you need an old school manager that's going to keep his starting pitcher in the game. He uh, consistently butted heads with Roberts over the analytics. Well, that's that's part of what I'm saying is you get a call that says, hey, uh, my guy is changed. My guy is not the hothead that he was. My guy is not the that, that's part of the problem with Trevor Bauer. It's the whole attitude. He kind of. 
once you don't have that Cy Young level of capability, nobody wants to put up with a headache. If you're just another guy, the, the whole league is filled with just other guys. If you're not elite, they don't want to put up with you. And that's part of his problem. You come with baggage. You're a hothead. You're a my way or the highway, me first guy. You're not a great clubhouse guy. And now you've got the reputation, even though it's been proven to be somewhat unfactual, you still have the re- reputation for the, the you know sexual issues that he had down the road. And uh, I, you just, I don't know if I want that guy in that, that clubhouse, no matter what the cost. I mean, if he comes back with his tail between his legs, that's one thing. If you, you talk to him and he's a, he's a more humble guy now because of the experience. But from what I've seen on some of the podcasts and such in which he broke out all the information and what came out of the trial, um, he's a finger wagon dude, you know, told you so. And I am who I am and blah, blah, blah. So I just don't know if I'd go in that direction. You know, would you take Trevor Bauer grant? Would you, if the Brewers were really hurting for starting pitching, would you, would you dive into that pond? Uh, I would have to be, this is a cop-out answer, but I'd have to be like, if I'd have to take a meeting with Trevor Bauer, talk to him, see where he's at, see what he's looking for. It's hard for me to give a black and white answer without being a part of the process, you know? Right, right. No, I completely agree. I I don't know if he's like a crummy clubhouse. I I guess I don't know much about Trevor Bauer except the legal stuff, and he's, he's a little bit of a hothead, but a little emotion isn't the end of the world. I only heard what I heard coming out of Cincinnati. Now I, he was it's a very short stint in LA because he got into trouble almost immediately. But what I heard coming out of Cincinnati was the guy's a pain in the ass. He he just he's he's a non-caring, I'll do what I want to do, it's about me, pain in the ass. And that was kind of the reputation. There were some guys that liked him in the clubhouse, but the majority of thought was dude's far acts far better than what he actually is. And that was back when he was actually throwing the ball really well, and they knew they were going to lose him. It was him, Sonny Gray, and that group, and they had some really pretty solid pitching at that time. And they knew they weren't going to be able to retain him, and the Dodgers obviously went ahead and got him, but they knew he was a pain in the butt at that point in time. So, uh, By the way, I had mentioned earlier about uh, the Cardinals adding the experience. Now, they, they say the problem with adding experienced veterans is that those players most often, they're on the wrong side of 30, but also they're up there in terms of baseball years. Now, uh, Sonny Gray turned 34 years old in November. Lynn Gibson, both turned 37 this year. And in the incumbents of Mikolas, who's 36, uh, Stephen Matz, who's 33, uh, the Cardinals figured to have one of the most seasoned pitching staffs in all of baseball. To some, uh, the pessimistic Cardinals fans, uh, they're still sour over how last year played out. The age of the starting staff tends to sound like alarm bells because you've got so many veteran guys, and those th- thoughts aren't necessarily shared by the staff and management, so to speak, who doesn't focus much on the player's age as they do their willingness to work and be competitive and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, their GM said these guys understand what it takes to be a, t- takes to go pole to pole and take the ball for 30 starts plus. Uh, referring to uh, Gray and Lynn and Gibson and everybody making a combined 97 starts in 2023. All these guys have been through that, and they understand it. Uh, he goes on to say that uh, he uh, his belief in Lynn is strong because of his uh, infinitely familiar uh, – he's familiar with uh, the competitiveness from that persona. So they look at it as, hey, we've got a bunch of old dudes in the starting rotation that, yeah, they're prone to injury, but – 
They also know what it takes to get from point A to point B, so they believe they've bolstered their rotation with a lot of the strong arms as opposed to bringing up the young guys and hoping they don't get shelled. So that's where the Cardinals feel like they've all of a sudden added strength to that rotation. So we'll see. Um, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and uh, we got another hour. Another hour yet to go with the Bill Michaels Show. Don't go anywhere. We're flying today. More to come right after this.